Welcome to Our Soul, a podcast by Kelly Fox and Terry Williams from the Ohio Religious Coalition for Reproductive Choice. Okay, so I just, before getting on here to record, loaded up my sink full of dishes. So here's your like monthly reminder, everybody. It's the middle of the month. If you haven't done dishes yet, you might want to do that because you're going to love yourself. Yeah. Once they're all clean, right? Yeah, I, I did a little work this morning, uh, you know, opening up all the blinds, making it nice and uh, sunny in my house, and cleaning up the little things that I could because I have just been letting things pile up. And, you know, it, doing those little things can be really great for just boosting your mood and can be a nice little gift to yourself. I legitimately have three sinks full of dishes and the gift that I give to myself is that when I don't have anything to do and I don't have to worry about it I have this little tub under the sink that I just stack my dishes up until I'm ready to really wash them you know and I don't worry about it I give myself the gift of no shame no worry because there are more important things in the world than worried about making sure your dishes are clean every yeah. single day. Yeah. I I feel like our conversation in November is all about self-care. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is a great, like, self-care moment, right? Yeah. Of, like, doing the dishes. I used to think doing the dishes and giving myself, like, that gift of clean dishes. I used to think that was self-care. And, like, when I was in seminary, when I was in college... I would just constantly be down on myself about all the things that I'm not doing and all the things that I'm frustrated about that I haven't done yet or I'm not doing this fast enough, I'm not doing this well enough, I'm not far enough ahead on all these projects. And I used to think that self-care was that like recovery day where you like totally burned out and then took a day away from things. And as it turns out, that's not self-care. That's That's actually... Um, like reparative uh, harm trauma recovery (laughs) and uh, self-care is more about not being productive right I mean Mm. it's like uh, that is more like you know taking care of your wounds after you've already created them where self-care is like doing things to make sure that you're not wounded you know Um, I like that doing things to make sure you're not wounded yeah, and so, uh, you know, for for me, that means, like, uh, I took a little bit more time this morning uh, when I was getting ready to uh, just, just to make my day a little bit brighter, um, make sure that I drink water, um, moisturize to my face, and just, like, took a little bit of extra time, um, not only not to worry about, like, the things that uh, were the things I'll have to do this week, but also to make sure that I'm fully prepared for my day, you know, make my coffee, drink my water, um, moisturize my face, get dressed. Um, those are all really important things and can be a form of self-care, but everyone's self-care looks different. And so, um, I, I definitely think now is the right time to, to talk about what are you doing for your self-care? One thing that I'm going to try to do is just make 
kind of that daily routine habit because I think that can just like really make my whole day better by making sure that I got my water, making sure my face is moisturized and I'm all dressed. I put in fun earrings um, because that, you know, makes me a little bit more happy. So um, making sure that I'm off to a good start. Uh, and I think that's what self-care looks like rather than piling up <laughs> all of your self-care into like your Sabbath day, which I'm not saying don't have a Sabbath day because you still should have a Sabbath day. Um, but piling it all up and like ignoring yourself for six days so you can be resting on the seventh is not self-care. Uh, that is like just making up for what you've lost. I think there's a similar thing with like sleep, right? Like you can totally you like if you don't get enough sleep you can sleep longer to catch up but that doesn't mean that you got ahead you're you're just barely trying right. to catch up with the sleep that you've lost well, so right because sleep like like any regular discipline sleep is not an accrued benefit sleep is not like money it's not like well i banked you know 15 hours over the weekend so now I can spend it all by you know staying up till three in the morning sleep is about helping your body repair and letting healing happen and you can't rush healing mm -hmm. you you don't get to like shove all of that into a smaller time frame mm -hmm. um and you know for me part of what I had to learn early on in in my work in ministry and uh you know advocacy is that I have a lot of productivity goals, right? Productivity obviously is not the measure of our worth and value, right? Mm -hmm. We have to have to make a distinction between that, but it's good to have goals, right? Mm -hmm. Even my productivity is better when I don't work as hard for as long with no rest, you know? Like even the goal that you think you're serving by you know, not sleeping by, you know, saying yes to everything and never keeping, you know, boundaries for yourself. It's not being well served, right? So, I, yeah, I, I think it's it's that moment of what are the things you can do for yourself that really are gifts for you, you know? I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. One of the biggest self-care things that I have been able to do for myself I gave myself a pill minder. You know those little, like, boxes that have the, you know, every day of the week that, of course, in my ageist mind, I'm like, old people I use those. I literally, same thing. I have, um, I'm supposed yeah. to take three pills a day, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to get a pill minder because, like, then I'm, like, an old person, and I'm only 24, so, like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to make myself old already, but... Um, I've been much more aware of like when I take my medicine and when I miss it. And so I've set it up. So, um, I have therapy every Thursday and, um, I have it on Thursday nights. I refill the entire week. I have three, three times a day that I take something. Um, so I refill it on Thursdays, all 21 slots. And then in therapy, I talk about how often <laughs> I've taken my pills to to kind of like keep myself accountable and so um i've definitely think that um having a pill minder is not only a way of like keeping up with basic self-care but can be a gift to yourself to say like hey 
I care about myself enough to make sure that I am staying fully healthy um, and am taking care of myself. And that's like the um, the plant nanny thing that I talked about in my um, No Neglect November post. Um, I use that to make sure that I'm drinking enough water and I get a reminder like every two hours and some people might think that that's annoying but really it's just like a reminder to myself like hey you care about yourself to take care of um, yourself and also to take care of this cute little virtual plant. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. And folks can check out that and all of our blogs at ohiorcrc.org slash blog. Mm -hmm. Fantastic, fantastic ideas there. I also really love, you, you did a, a blog a few months back, like April, was it, about writing? Really mm -hmm. love that. Yeah, because, back when we you were know, doing our uh, a Reflect series. Yeah. Because, like, like, for me, I, I got my little pill minder for my multivitamin. I know, like, you know, big issues. But for me, I freak out about things because I hold myself to, like, really ridiculous standards. So I was spending way too much time in my life thinking, oh, my gosh, did I take my multivitamin today? Was that yesterday? Because all the days blend together in Corona Tide, yes. right? Like, that is that is the, the season we're in right now. Mm -hmm. And... I have just been able to give myself the gift of not caring, not worrying, because I can look at the daggone thing and say, well, today's Monday and the M is empty, so I'm good to go. Um, I, I feel like finding ways to gift yourself peace of mind are essential elements of self-care. Yeah. And, uh, you know, speaking of our blog, um, I have a, a blog that's coming out this week, should already be out by the time people hear this, um, just talking about what self-care is and what it isn't, mm -hmm. right? Self-care is all about breaking the chains of that cult of productivity. And it's so essential for our work in reproductive health rights and justice because so often people on the other end of the issue, the, the forced birthers, the you know restrictive anti-abortion folks, they want to make all of human existence into a single issue of how much do you produce? Mm -hmm. what, kind, what kind of baby you gonna make? Mm -hmm. And the reality is human sexuality has a lot more uses than just making babies. I don't know if y'all... Just had bad experiences in college or didn't have good lovers. Like, but there's a lot more you can do than, than make a baby mm -hmm. or two or six or 15. And you get to have power and authority in all that you do beyond simply whether you do or whether you don't procreate, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that just like the whole concept of reducing our reproductivity into that single lens mm -hmm. um, is is just so sinister. I mean, it's just it's just so it makes my skin crawl, right? Like I'm I'm my shoulders are going up right now, and it's like oh gosh, because at the end of the day, that kind of behavior, that cult of productivity in reproductivity, is dehumanizing. It's demoralizing, and we got to get rid of it, mm -hmm. right? We are worth so much more than the things we can do for other people. Yeah. Right? And on top of that, that also reminds me of um, it, it can be um, really hard 
to to judge yourself off of like how productive you are especially right now when it can be hard to see like easy physical successes you know um like and when we're up against like these extremists and these um anti-abortion um aggressors is the word that came to mind uh mm-hmm. like it can it can feel hard when like the success is that we didn't elect a fascist to be president um like i know that there have been people who have been like we just want to actually work for something positive rather than just not doing a negative and um I, I've been reading Thomas Murren recently, which is, um, for those of you who don't know, he's a Trappist monk, and um, he wrote some books on solitude and um, connecting with the divine. And uh, I had to do a paper for one of my classes last week on Murren. And um, one thing that he talked about was how uh, we... I was reading the book No Man is an Island, and... Um, each each person in themselves does not like necessarily see the grand successes that they're working for and also like um each person's weaknesses are covered by somebody else's strengths and i think it can be really hard especially when we're stuck at home especially when it doesn't feel like we're able to work for our own benefit but we're just working at like we're always on the defensive um I think it can be hard to remember that, like, the movement is so much beyond just what you do, um, and the weaknesses that you have will be covered by somebody else. Um, and I think that's a, a really important, like, self-care lesson to have, especially as we go into a continued season of struggle and um, defending ourselves um, with lame duck coming up absolutely okay so (laughs) i i don't know if you knew this ahead of time Mm -hmm. but like thomas merton Mm -hmm. thomas merton's my guy i i every year except for this year due to covid every year for the past nine years i have gone on retreat at thomas merton's abbey in gethsemane kentucky um, and not just because they make bourbon fudge there as like their Trappist uh, thing to sell. All the Trappists make something at their their monasteries to sell and to to promote the the uh, welfare of the order. But you know they have this amazing, fantastic guest house of like you know thirty five forty uh, hotel style rooms, along with you know spaces in the abbey for people to come. And you can go to this this Trappist uh, monastery. No offering is necessary. You you know can give them whatever you like for a retreat offering. You know when I was in seminary, there were times that I wasn't able to give hardly anything. Um, and they don't care. They they're not. Nobody watches. Nobody um, you know worries about it. Um, and for me, like that experience of people who aren't necessarily 100% on board with my theology completely welcoming me with absolutely no conditions. They feed you three full meals a day, home-cooked, 
Um, you know, you participate if you want in their worship. If you don't, you have the run of the grounds. That is my self-care and Sabbathing, and I have really missed it. I think because I usually do that work sometime in, you know, August to September, because I know that the legislative session is absolutely going to suck the life out of me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and I, I'm kind of missing that this year. Uh, been laying low the past couple of weeks a little bit. And I've kind of been doing the solitude thing because you have to get a good, clear idea of where your voice is before you engage in things that are so spiritually harmful, like lame duck mm-hmm. session. Right, we are in the middle of lame duck session right now. We've had uh, the election, and that period between the time that a new legislator is elected, a new legislature is elected, and the time that they take office, that's called the lame duck period. And in Ohio, um, lame duck is synonymous with all the nutty bills that Mm -hmm. get passed that legislators didn't want to pass before the election because people would be mad or there would be furor about it. And they want to pass it now so that hopefully we're all too stupid and we all forget in two years when it's time to vote for them again. Um, So you take a look at at abortion bans, for example. One of the things we fight, um, Jamie Miracle from NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio always likes to give the statistic, and I, lo- I love Jamie's stats. I'm a stats person. Mm-hmm. Um, lame duck session is 9% of the total time in a two-year legislative session. Mm-hmm. But that 9% of time accounts for 40% of all abortion bans and restrictions that have been passed in the state of Ohio. Mm-hmm. They jam all of the abortion stuff into this little tiny space of time because they hope that with Thanksgiving and Christmas and the end of the year and everybody moving towards something new on January 1st, that everybody's just going to absolutely forget what stupid, horrible, disgusting, no good policy comes out of the Ohio General Assembly. <laughs> so as we're, as we're doing self-care in this moment, we also have to have to keep our our eyes open for what's coming yeah right yeah because there's always something on the way right yeah and it really like is it's so (laughs) like skeevy is the word that came to mind uh to not only to rely on the fact that you think that your constituents are dumb enough to not notice but also to to slip that in when you may or may not have gotten reelected, like to to do all of that work and not have to deal with the consequences if you didn't get reelected, like is just it's just bad. <laughs> and oh, absolutely, it's just angering. Yeah. And it sucks that like in the midst of you know there a lot of people are you know canceling their Thanksgiving and Christmas gatherings because of Corona and like having to be doing like virtual gatherings or just celebrating with their um having to celebrate with only their immediate family rather than being able to see everyone and then on top of that we have to deal with a legislator that legislature that is trying to take away our rights while we're sad about not being able to see our family it's just really it really sucks that that is what we do here and on top of that we can't do anything about corona but we can continue to try to take away abortion rights 
Well, and and on top of that, this year, like our legislature has the added fun of deciding thus far, you know, unless something major changes, they've decided that if you want to be heard by your elected representatives, by the people who work for you, you are going to have to risk coming to the state house where tons of legislators, most of the legislators in the majority caucus, refuse to wear a mask. Many have tested positive for coronavirus. Many have decided not to ever be tested at all, so we don't know their status. And if you want to be heard by them, you're going to have to come and sit in a confined room. Some of the hearing rooms downstairs in the Capitol are very, very tight spaces. With 20 to 25 of these folk and 40, maybe 50 or 60 people in, uh, you know, in uh, the gallery, you're going to have to absolutely risk your life to be heard by these people. You know, it's and, and it's, I, it's completely like, un, like I don't understand why they're in there in the first place. I don't understand why. Uh, I I've been jokingly calling him Daddy Dewine. Daddy Dewine keeps having these tough oh. conversations with us and saying like, if you don't if you don't get your act together soon, <laughs> but then nothing happens. And I just like, I don't understand the the. The fact that he'll have these conversations like, let's socially distance, let's wear our masks, and let and yet the legislature is not wearing their mask, and they're still requiring in-person uh, hearings. Like, um, the, um, the Ohio Fairness Act is getting a hearing on Thursday, and there are people who wanted to testify as interested parties or to uh, go up against the, um, the like, talk to amendments whether or not they were good or not and they can't do that because they're not offering virtual meetings like they requested virtual testimony and they're not allowing that now i'll tell you one thing i really want to do we'll see if we can get this up and off the ground because i am not the tech person right but i'm i'm the idea person right i'm the mouthy guy right who says hey maybe we should do this and then uh, all our tech friends figured out if they won't let people testify virtually for these hearings, I think we need to have the people's hearings. I think we need to band together as nonprofits in a nonpartisan way and provide space for every person who wants to be heard by the legislator, by their legislature, mm-hmm. by these committees, to be able to get their viewpoint out there and be heard without having to risk their life. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's on the Fairness Act or, you know, the telemedicine ban or, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, the criminalizing abortion patients bill. Can, can we, for just a moment, make a connection there? HB 413, right, which is the all, all abortion patients are murderers bill, right? Like, they, they, they just throw all kinds of crap in this to stigmatize people. Ultimately, HB 413 is about stigmatizing women and criminalizing doctors and patients, right? The two co-sponsors of that bill, you mentioned earlier, people come back and they, they try to vote on things that, you know, uh, they won't get to vote on in a few months because they didn't get reelected. Both of the lead co-sponsors of that bill, Representative Candace Keller and Representative Ron Hood, uh-huh. both of those folk aren't going to be in the legislature come January of next year. Now, Ron Hood decided he was going to run for the uh, 
the State Board of Education, the Ohio State Board of Education, and he was defeated by a woman named Michelle Newman um, on the general election on November 3rd. She beat him by about, I'd say, 30 points, maybe 29. It, it, was, it was about two to one. Now, Candace Keller, some people might be saying, well, you know, did she win her election? Well, Candace Keller wasn't on the ballot on November 3rd, 2020, yep. because she was so bad, her own party didn't want her yep. uh, in in the primary. So she ran for a state Senate seat, and her own party said, Lord, she's even too extreme for us. Mm -hmm. So you've got two people who the voters, in, in multiple ways, have said no thank you to. And they are pushing this bill... This bill with all of this blown out rhetoric and this angry criminalizing, you know, penal system uh, engagement around abortion. And it's all unconstitutional, no matter what they call it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they want to do that along with the telemedicine ban, along with, you know, trying to trying to oppose the Ohio Fairness Act in the dark without anybody having a chance to speak unless they risk their lives and come into COVID land in the state house. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. And that's just like another thing that is uh, hindering our own like self care and our own self, like mental health um, and things like that. And you would think that again, I keep coming back to this theme of community care. You would think that the people who are governing us would care about the communities that they're governing but they have made it clear that they don't because they don't care about their health because they won't let them do virtual hearings. And they don't care about um, their their health and their mental health and um, all of that because they are using this time where, that's consequence-free for some people to make life worse in Ohio. And Absolutely. So Absolutely. we are almost running out of time, but... Uh, yeah, I just, I think that there are, I would definitely encourage people to um, be watching for stuff, especially from NARAL, um around uh, Lame Duck and um, what's going on there, because we need to keep informed um, if we're going to be able to care for ourselves in our community. Um, and especially right now, you know, we're coming off the election, and I know that there's still some feelings of anxiety um, on a federal level um, about what is going to happen come January 20th. I mean, we, he is gone. He should be gone. Um, but I don't know. There's some anxiety, at least for me, around that. And so I would definitely encourage people to take this time to uh, develop some type of self-care routine. Don't try to put it off for a Sabbath. You need to be um, you know, in a way that's it's stress, don't make it an added stress, but uh, add a self-care routine to your every day uh, so that when that day comes that things are extra rough, you already have the skills and the tools to be able to take care of yourself during that time. Um, and yeah, just drink your water, take your meds, um, and really just take this time um, during lame duck while we're still fighting these things to Take care of yourself. Build your capacity for goodness. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. So um, I hope you guys have, you know, a happy holiday um, in the next coming weeks before our next uh, podcast. And 
stay safe and yeah, wear your mask. Wear your masks. Wash your hands. Wash. Keep six feet apart. Yes. <laughs> okay. We'll see you in two weeks.